This is Cherie Myatt. I've been a wife of a police officer for 15 years. I have five children and have raised two of them to adulthood. Welcome, everyone. I'm happy to be here making another First Responders Tribe podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast for anyone, but I focus on the marriage and family life of first responders. Okay, get your thinking caps on. What do you call an alligator wearing a vest? An investigator. Ha ha ha. Sorry. <laughs> All my years of being a Boy Scout mom are coming out today. But we are talking about being emotionally like a child, so it works. You have a brain that acts like a monkey. This is what I've told my daughter several times, actually. But th- in this particular day, she was beating herself up from a mistake she'd made. She was ruminating over the incident, which means she kept going over the incident in her head, thinking if I would have done this, said this, but I told her that didn't do any good. I explained to her that her thoughts weren't helping her. They were actually hurting her self-esteem, beating her up. And when has beating yourself up ever changed behavior? It just makes you feel bad and unworthy. You withdraw a bit, lots of negative emotions. There was nothing she could do about that mistake. It was done, and the monkey in her head was being mean. I told her she could tell her monkey, stop being mean, or also known as her primitive brain. I asked her how she would have liked to have handled the incident with her little brother. She said, I want more patience. I said, okay, the next time you want to kick your brother, tell your monkey brain, I got this. I don't need you right now. I'm not going to die because he's not playing fair. Breathe and then think of a better way to get what you want or act how you should. Then I explained taking a step back before you react gives you time to think and behave how you'd like to. And in a situation with your brother, you can take the step back. It's not like it's an emergency you need to immediately react to. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to kick someone because they weren't doing things how I believed they should or because they didn't act the way I thought was appropriate. But I'm an adult. I can't always act on what the child or monkey in my brain tells me to do. Unfortunately, I still do, but the beating up takes on the form of thoughts, sentences, and ruminating in my head. It's not necessarily kicking somebody or immediately reacting to somebody. I internalize it and beat myself up, just as my daughter did after she acted impulsively. So my friends, impulsive thoughts, they are real. Have you ever realized you have them? You beat yourself up mentally. This brings me to episode seven, emotional childhood. Adulting. No one ever told me it would be so hard. Emotional childhood is defined as when adults have not matured past childhood in terms of managing their emotions. If I'm not constantly monitoring my thoughts, they will slip into this basic primitive survival mode. Our monkey brain. My monkey brain. This means reacting to emotions by acting out or avoiding them rather than taking full responsibility, rather than feeling them and behaving how you want to act. No one can make us feel a certain way. I've established that. You can read back to some of my podcasts. It's a hard thing to understand that no one can make us feel a certain way. We do choose our thoughts. So we have power over our thoughts, which are segue to our feelings. And these feelings cause us to act. I think in this world where we can buffer our emotions with our phones, alcohol, shopping, 
overeating, it's easy to get stuck in our young brain, our primitive brain, our ruminating thoughts. We don't have to process the emotions if we escape to the internet or try and drown them out. But this never works permanently. The negative buffering just prolongs the emotion for a later time. Or heaven forbid creates a bigger post-traumatic event when the emotion is invoked once more. We humans have the ability to use our brains to process our emotion. We have a frontal lobe that gives us the ability to choose and prepare. Something no other animal has. Our frontal lobe allows us to plan and create. But we have to engage it. We have to kick it in. It's not automatic like our monkey brain. I believe our frontal lobe is a godlike gift. It's a way that helps us become more like him. Our godlike brain can create the best version of ourselves if we choose to access it. But this is not easy. Our monkey brain takes over. He's automatic, instant gratification seeking. He likes things easy. My monkey tells me things are hard all the time. Now, is this bad? Our primitive brain has kept us alive, made our species survive. We need him. We need our automatic responses. However, we also have that higher brain that we can access, which can logically think through and around problems and get us to the goal we want to achieve. In the Christian religions, in my religion, we also know this other brain as our natural man, and we're constantly told to separate ourselves from those natural inclinations, that we have a higher brain that we can access. You know you're listening to your monkey brain when you say things like, he made me do that, she made me feel that way, if only they would do this differently, I would be better. I wouldn't need to nag or yell if they would just listen the first time. If I could count all the times in the day, I say this about my children, about my husband, about my mother-in-law, about my friends, about my coworkers. I think I'd be red in the face. And honestly, I am. These thoughts are automatic. In order to engage my higher brain, I have to step back from my immediate reaction, my primitive defend reflex, and look for what and when I really truly need to strike the beast. This is also known as fight or flight brain. So ask yourself, are you behaving how you want, acting so that you are fully present, or do you want to show up differently? I know I want to stop yelling at my kids. I think that's when we step back from our monkey brain. If we take a moment, we can realize how we're going to, I know I want to stop yelling at my kids. I've always had this goal. Am I good? Sometimes. But most of the time, my automatic responses kick in. Our men on duty have had so many hours of training on how to stay in control when fight or flight mode comes on that it's ridiculous trying to fight with them. They dominate the conversation because they're under control. They can logically think through things. We significant others haven't had training or experience to do this when our emotions are high. This is a unique situation for we Leo wives or for wives who deal with emergency responders who know verbal judo. We can learn to stay calm and talk rationally just like them though, but it takes practice. And honestly, who wants to practice adulting? (laughs) My first experience with taking the logical road was when I was in junior high. I think in eighth grade, 13, just getting the hang of school, my clumsy body, and of course my monkey brain was on high alert. During band class, I needed to have my music stand out and chair set up before the bell in order to be considered on time. Now, Abby played the flute next to me. 
She was a cute girl who always dressed like she had some designer picking out her clothes. I don't know why she seemed to hate me. Perhaps it was because I was a chair up from her, but I wasn't first chair, so I didn't understand. When I went to get my flute out of the locker at the back of the classroom, Abby would take my seat and stand that I had set up, sitting with her flute on her lap. By the time I set up a new stand and chair, I was late. After three days of this, I said, hey, Abby, I set up that stand. Her reply was, no, you didn't. It was here. I wanted to fight more and say, how do you think it got there? Grew legs to get ready for your entitled butt, but I didn't. Conflict avoider me. I just yelled at her in my head, beat myself up about it. Well, after a few weeks of tardies, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get to the class any earlier. I put out my stand first so that by the time I made it through the locker room crowd, I could sit in my seat. And that's when Abby took it every time. Once even, throwing my backpack in the corner that I had placed on the seat to reserve it. I asked my mom what I should do because she was getting mad at me for having tardies in this class. She told me to set up two stands and chairs. It was not what I wanted to hear, nor actually do. I was justified in my feelings of anger towards her. Abby wasn't acting fairly, but I did as my mom said, every day for the rest of the year, and I was on time. Did I hold a grudge? Well, I don't think Abby and I could ever have been become friends. She never once said thank you, but my problem was solved. I stopped being full of anger during class. I was on time when I could have easily lost throwing a tantrum, which I wanted to do. This was my first experience at not becoming a victim, which I could have easily stepped into. When my mother told me to take the higher road, she said, there will always be something or someone who will make your life hard, but you are smart. You can solve problems. You can think your way around it. If I hadn't used my higher brain, Abby probably would have had a couple of black eyes and I would have been suspended. So it was wise for me to step back and decide how I wanted to be remembered by all of my friends in my class, what I wanted to become. This is why it is important to step back, to think before we react, and our actions will gain better outcomes. This thought changed from unintentional monologue of, it's not fair, she should set up her own chair, to, it's okay, it's okay, I'll set up two chairs, creating an outcome of me showing up as a different person a more forgiving person, a more kind person. And I put that out into the world and I received that back. I didn't do it for anyone else. I don't think anyone noticed. I don't think anyone noticed because if they did notice, surely someone would have said, hey, that's Cherie's chair. But I did this change of thinking, thought, sentences in my head for myself to make my feelings for the rest of the day be positive from victim mode to I've got this mentally. So my friends, go make a positive difference in your life for you and for the people around you. Stop ruminating and beating yourself up with the negative. If you're just discovering this podcast, thanks for listening. Please go ahead and check out my website at c mckaymyatt.com. That's C-M-A-C-K-A-Y-M-Y-A-T-T.com. I'll have another podcast coming up on helping you figuring out how to change the sentences in your head to give you more problem-solving techniques. Have a wonderful week.